Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Too many buttons to push over here. So yeah, I start recording, and then there's all these beats of like, and you can hear me pushing buttons and stuff. Too many buttons to record a podcast these days, Lofa. You know what? What are the podcasts coming to these days, man? I tell you, I don't know, man. I just show up and talk. <laughs> S E so orange. A H A W K S Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks. Do you think I can get that going at Lumen? You know? I don't. I don't think you got what it takes. Ah, come on! <laughs> I put on a, a Seattle Fire Department hat. I become Fireman Brett at Lumen. Steal it from the Jets guy. Come on! Now that would be funny. <laughs> you steal his thunder. I think it's funny to like stand up and go. S E A H A W K S. It's gotta. Be, I was gonna say it's a couple more letters. Doesn't so. really roll off the tongue the way theirs does, does it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It better be loud in there, man. There better not be a lot of Jets fans there this time. Like there were Niners fans. Oh, I mean, San Fran's a little closer than New York. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I don't want to see okay. too many Mike White jerseys. I don't think they even make Mike White jerseys now. <laughs> I don't. Okay, wait. Let me stop with the disrespect for quarterbacks because every time I do in the years past, They've fucking killed us after me making fun of them. Yeah. Josh Allen. I mean, I can go over the list. Jimmy G, everybody. Everybody I've called out. Stafford, all of them. They they had like career days after me calling them out. So Mike White, he's a beast. <laughs> Producer Katie's over there ordering your Mike White jersey right now. Just to make <laughs> sure that just to make sure that the football gods know that you were not trying to cast any aspersion. You're actually gonna go fully all the way the other way around just to try to get the Seahawks a win this weekend. Big Mike White fan, <laughs> huge, huge. You want to start the show? Let's, let's let's start the Mike White show. What do you think? Let's do it. Take twelve if you want the run uncut. Yeah. Unapologetic from the jump. Yeah. And no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the creeks in the mud. Take twelve. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it on live. Take twelve. Every episode, twelve hot takes. And we repping for Seattle, my place. Take twelve. It's the Take Twelve podcast. I'm Brett. He's Lofa. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for checking us out. You guys want to email us at seahawkspod at gmail.com. Social media at take12pod. Give us a follow. Check us out. Also, shout out to our sponsors. First and foremost, Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel. Two locations, Everett and Fife. Check them out. Do something different for lunch. Chili dogs, chili burgers, 
double chili burgers. Ooh, ooh, can I jump in? No. Last night, I used the Wiener Schnitzel chili to make chili nachos. Ooh. Because they sell that chili in the can. And yeah, they and you do. just put it on chips with some chili. Oh, it was so good, you guys. Wait, Pro give, tip. give us tip. the producer Katie full recipe. Oh, um, too many chips, mm-hmm. uh, way too much cheese, a real healthy amount of the Wiener Schnitzel chili, put some more cheese on top of that. A little diced tomato and a little chopped up avocado. Wow. Maybe even a tiny bit of salt on top to season your avocado tomato. Oh, knock you out of the park. So good. <laughs> no jalapenos, huh? Well, it was for my parents. I would put jalapenos on it, but oh, okay. they were horses. Mm-hmm. So. Is this a dip or are you spreading that over the chips? Over the chips. Oh, okay. Yeah. Full on nachos. Okay. Good. Real good. Yeah. I like that. That's a good idea. You know, you can pick up a can of their chili sauce directly from the stores there at at Wiener Schnitzel. So when you're ordering your hot dogs and your burgers and your delicious root beer floats, you can get a can of the chili sauce to go. Whip it up at home, like producer Katie said. It's a good idea. Yeah. Tell them take 12 cents. Yeah, you get a free small beverage with any other purchase at either Western Washington location, either in Everett or Fife. Welcome to the show. Uh, Lofa. Jets coming in town, the J-E-T-S, they're coming into town, into Seattle, into Lumen, and they're bringing Uh Mike White with them and his fractured ribs. It was a little up in the air who was going to play quarterback for them. They've announced it's going to be Mike White at least to start the game with Joe Flacco backing him up. I'm just happy they're not putting Flacco in because, I mean, it's not the postseason, but it's to get to the postseason. And anytime it's a game that matters, Flacco balls out mm. so yeah you call on the delaware uh game hen blue or blue yeah. game hen. <laughs> whatever they are <laughs> i knew oh it was something i was I close a blue. come on i was close yeah. don't disrespect well it's not the atlantic 10 anymore i don't even know what conference it is actually <laughs> back in the day yeah. both of my conferences got changed i was in the 810 now it's something else i don't know what it's called well, we, when you I, were at maine did you take on the mighty delaware blue hens no you, you oh. didn't play everybody in the conference and they were the one that we dropped that year. So I didn't, didn't get to play them. Would Flacco have been there? No, he maybe his like freshman year. Okay. uh, If I stayed for my senior year, he would have been a freshman, but actually no, he was at Pitt, right? Yeah. Transfer over. All right. All right. We're getting off course here. Let's get back. (laughs) Let's get back to Mike White and the McRib. Yeah. The McRibbies. Our tender. Yeah. And what do you think, man? I mean, it's fractured ribs, but he's going to give it a go. I think, man, I I don't know how long or how well he'll play with a rib like that, you know? Uh, not even getting hit, but just, you know, the torque and turn you have to do to throw a football, that's got to hurt, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've played with a torn oblique before. It was very painful. Hasselbeck played with a torn oblique. Um, I don't know how he threw the ball, man, but he did. Um, it was it was incredible to watch him fight through that because I'm on defense and I didn't think when I was running even hitting didn't really bother me but as soon as I got turned like on a block or something it was just like a ripping pain from your stomach all the way around to your back and I don't know how you do that because I tried to throw a ball and I just I couldn't breathe wow so geez it's yeah it's gonna be a tough one for him I'll tell you that much well we got to get after him then right yeah. And I mean, they have not been great in protection. Um, so I think we have a chance to really affect them in the throws and, uh, and with our pass rush. 
But um, so we'll see. But again, I I don't think anybody puts it in the air. You know, at least I don't think Salah. You know, I played for Salah when he was my last year here. He was here. Um, great coach. I don't think he'll take any chances until we prove that we can stop the run game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to come out. They're going to run it pretty much every play on that first drive, I would assume. That's what the Chiefs should have done. I mean, when the Chiefs did go down and score, they did and they ran it. Mm-hmm. Like, And then they came back the next series and just, you know, started going four wides and throwing it. And, it's just, and they stalled. Like, so, you know, I just – I hope we really did fix it because it you know, looked better last week, but I just don't think – I don't think uh, the Chiefs even gave it a chance. And so hopefully, hopefully the Jets don't give it a chance. <laughs> well, I think the report on the Seahawks is out this season and would just run the ball. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's what they're going to do. Um, I, I clicked on the injury report for the Seahawks side of the ball at Seahawks.com. And for week 17, they have nothing listed. Nobody, Nobody's on there. Um, however, we know that Tyler Lockett, we're not really sure what's going on there. And then Brooks, uh, how's he doing? He's, is he still sore? Is he, what's going on with him? He's, he's got a neck roll. He's got Mm -hmm. a neck injury and he's Mm -hmm. rock. He's sporting the neck roll, Nice, which I know, I know he hates. No, real linebackers hate neck rolls. I love it though. From a fan, dude, it looks (laughs) awesome. So for for me, I love it. It looks like one of my football cards from the nineties. Oh my God. Leroy had one of the hardest Leroy Hill had one of the hardest hits I've ever seen and heard against God rest his soul. Marion Barber, Marion, the barbarian, mm. they went over the top on goal line and smack like, and Leroy could not lift his arm. He, he played, he's tough for like, he played for like the next like quarter and a half before the game was pretty much over. And uh, he couldn't lift his arm for like two weeks, three weeks. And he had the biggest neck roll on <laughs> Like I'm talking Alvin Mack, the program, you know, just where you couldn't turn your head. Yes. Like, <laughs> and so for the last week of practice, I have to find, I think I have the picture somewhere for the last week of practice. Um, EK, the equipment manager put on the biggest neck rolls for every linebacker, just for one practice. <laughs> and Leroy came out there and he was like, man, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Is this, are we talking the white, like with the string on the outside no. of the jersey? Or are we talking like a cowboy the, collar? What are we talking not, about? Not the horseshoe, mm-hmm. not the cowboy collar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I always thought the cowboy collar looked kind of clean. It kind of looks you know? sick, actually. It does. I but, always throw that on when I'm building the character on Madden. I always throw the, the cowboy collar underneath back in the day. We're talking the huge ass, look like a big ass <laughs> slug, just, or like a, a python around your neck. Yeah. Um, that. <laughs> You literally couldn't, because I don't even have a neck. I mean, you're looking at this fucking t-shirt. It looks like a goddamn turtleneck. Uh, I'm going to cut the collar off this t-shirt. I just cut this t-shirt too. I didn't try it on, and that's what I get for not trying it on. You just go straight chest to chin. It's bad, man. (laughs) So, okay, if Brooks plays, is he going to be rocking the collar? Uh, Yeah. Hell yeah. He had had a a small neck roll on last week, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Um, he still had some like 10 tackles. I mean, he was, he was doing his thing. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll see, but, um, on the offensive side of the ball though, we, we did, we put, um, Disley on IR. Oh, uh, did so we? He, so he's done for the season. I went, I believe it was a oh, knee I missed, injury. And how I did I miss that? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be on the injury report because they, right. he just, he's not playing the rest of the season. They just 
move them to like another segment of the report or whatever. But I mean, I think that hurts. Um, I didn't even see him get hurt or yeah. come off the field. Huh. Um, so, but you know, there's only two games left. And if you revert to IR, you, you're going to miss, I think four or six weeks. So it doesn't, you wouldn't even make it back until Super Bowl. Mm. Like if, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, get well soon then to Uncle Will. And sorry I missed that one there, Will. We, we're, you're, you'll be missed, man. I mean, we love Will Disley around here, right? Uncle Will. Yeah, Uncle Will. Um, so what do we got to do on offense then against the Jets' defense? Because, I mean, Sala, he's a defensive-minded coach. He, you know, he's going to bring it. Their defensive line is filthy. Mm. Um, just insane, man. Um, I don't – Quinn Williams um, – you can't block them by yourself. You need, I would say, as crazy as it sounds, kind of like Aaron Donald treatment. Like you need the double team. And then if you do move up to the next level, to have somebody else like a tight end or uh, a fullback come in and, and hit him too. Because one-on-one, I watched him just forklift. I watched the game last week. I forget who they were playing. But he just picked up the guard who was like 320 pounds and walked him back and then threw him on the ground and then grabbed the quarterback. And it was just like an insane display of just savageness. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> good luck boys. Uh, so, you know, you got him, um, who well, CJ Mosley got a lot of respect for him. He's, he's put up some great numbers over his years uh, at Baltimore. And then, you know, um, I think he's pretty underrated. Um, even he did make the pro bowl this year, but it, um, he hasn't gotten enough praise for what he does uh, in terms of making plays and then lining people up. Um, you know, what I really want to see is sauce as good as they say he is. That's that's know? what I had next, man. Literally on my oh. notepad here, I got Tariq V sauce. I, this oh. is, I mean, it's not like they're going head to head, of course, but these are the two mm-hmm. front runners for rookie of the year, for sure. On the defensive side, maybe even defensive player of the year. And people want to, you know, kind of watch them in the same game. I'm really looking forward to this. You know, I got a gripe with the rookie of the year nonsense. Okay. Uh, and not because, you know, I didn't win it. I actually didn't think I deserved it. I thought Odell Thurman deserved it, uh, linebacker from Georgia, our rookie year. Um, but it always goes to the higher pick. So don't be surprised, Seahawk fans, when they give it to Sauce, even though Tariq outplayed him. Because, mm. I mean, look at the numbers, dude. It's mm-hmm. just it's insane. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for – we, you know, for a first round, you expect, I expect for you to make the Pro Bowl. Like, you're one of the 30 best guys out of the draft. Like, everybody wanted you. Mm-hmm. So, I don't care where you go, you should show up and show out. But for Tariq Willen to do what he's doing mm-hmm. as a fifth round pick, only played DB one year, mm. I mean, the future is insanely scary for the rest of the you know league oh, yeah. having to go against him because he's only going to get better once he figures this thing out he's just out there playing yeah well and you know not just the numbers but just check the tape and you don't really have to tell seahawk fans of course we all we all love Tariq. i mean how about that how about that play last week that we didn't even really talk about on the show but yeah that play last week where it it looks like he's beat you know you almost want to say like where he got beat but then he made it up yeah. it's like I don't even know if he is beat. It's maybe just part of his plan now. I mean, I watched him do it live in Germany, I, I think, on the field yeah. was one of those plays like that, where he yeah. just takes those three steps and gets there and while the receiver's taking seven steps. Germany, uh, the Chargers, the mm-hmm. Rams. Right. Um, it's, he does it whenever he wants to. San Fran, like, and it's just, 
a lot of them, it's like if, if he does it a little sooner, which it, it will, you know, he'll, he'll start to recognize it. Those are all interceptions. And now we're talking, I just listed off five games, four right. or five games. So yeah. he's, now, now we're sitting at 11 because he's going to catch the other ones. But, um, and there were several times where he gave a lot of respect to a speedy receiver and then he stopped because they shortened their route and he ran over and he, he just reached around and poked it out, you know, um, without hitting the guy. So yeah. he didn't want, you didn't want to, uh, sacrifice, you know, pass interference, but it's just after the, he's like, man, I actually had time to get in front and get two hands on the football and go. Sure. And so th- those are all things that are going to slow down. I remember from my first year to my second year. Uh, but then I remember from my first year to my second year, the opportunities were few and far between because they're not going to throw your way anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> the tape is out <laughs> on you. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, Hey, wa- watch out for that guy. Right. Yeah. No, it's going to, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, so sauce though, going against our receivers and then I, I touched on it there, Tyler Lockett, but I mean, if Tyler doesn't go, that's, I mean, we all know what a huge loss that is for us. Yeah. I mean, that's just, he's just automatic, mm-hmm. man. Like, you know, mm-hmm. lock it up. <laughs> you know he's because you know he's got it. Let's go. I mean, um, we need him. He's a tough guy. I I expect Tyler to be out there. Yeah, I know. You, you need all of your digits to catch a football. Usually, all right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, these guys always practicing these one hand catches. But um, I just wonder about what kind of damage. You know, is there any nerve or you know? Uh, because now we're talking about if you can't feel your hand, how are you going to be one of the best receivers in the NFL sure. going forward? Yeah. And, and uh, so I wouldn't – I would hate – he has a lot of good years in front of him still. Yeah. I would hate to see him come back too early, but I know he's a competitor and wants to play and, and risk future, um, you know. And I'm just talking from my own standpoint too. No, I <laughs> hear knowing, you. I hear you. Yeah, like, no, I don't want I don't want to risk anything. I just think like if he's out there and even if he's just able to be sort of on the field and take some some of the attention away from some of the other guys or you know just you know what I mean? Like you need yeah. him out there. You need him in uniform at least, I hope. I mean, these last two games, man, we need these two games if we're going to get in the playoffs. I I know that you agree with me because we've talked off microphone that if they can just get into the playoffs this team oh. they're a dangerous team i mean any any team it, it's any given sunday in the nfl obviously but especially well, our seahawks we want to see them get in and we you know and they need these last two games to do it and they're going to need everybody uh, hopefully tyler can be there obviously i don't want him to risk what you're talking about but uh, but to your point you know i don't think you know anybody that gets in is really a threat you know um in terms of making the playoffs but i think this team in particular one that other than week two against San Fran, like we, we were just out of that game from the beginning. There, you know, it was already at halftime, I think down two or three scores. Other than that, there's only been one or two games, last week being one of them, mm-hmm. where it's been two scores. And like by two scores, it's like, you know, 10 points, like not two touchdowns. We haven't gotten blown out. There's a lot of other teams that are you know, potentially like even the, the Lions, like they're a dangerous team, but. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they really do damage if they make it. You know, it's just, I think they really kind of got exposed. Yeah, I, they gave up 200 yards in the first half rushing. Uh, we didn't talk about that. That was, that's scary. <laughs> I, I mean, if that happened to me <laughs> and I'm out there, I'm like, coach, can we just put all 11 men at the line let's of scrimmage? Put, yeah, we got to do something. <laughs> just shoot the, shoot the gap. <laughs> like, 
I don't know what else to do, man. 200 in the first half. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm giving up 200 a game. Frank Gore went for 200 on us. Um, but at least he's a Hall of Famer. I don't even know the other running backs that just went for 200. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've well we've talked about this this whole season though, like just sort of the fundamentals or whatever you want to call it, like across the NFL has been just sort of wacky. Like week to week, you never really know what you're going to get. I mean, look at what we're talking about with these quarterbacks around the league. You look at each team. I mean, how many? I haven't seen ESPN or anybody put up any numbers yet, but like this season, I would assume has to have one of the highest numbers of starting of different starting quarterbacks across the league yeah just like for each team i mean just like 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 carson wentz is starting again for the commanders this weekend (laughs) like what i forgot he was still on the team at this point like i thought they had already moved on from him you know it's like nick Nick Foles came out of nowhere right yeah (laughs) the play for the colts last week that's what i mean Um, what is going on in the nfl um and before that it was matt right yeah and then even the jets they had Wilson, Streveler. Streveler, Streveler. Yeah. 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 He came in. I really couldn't believe that they didn't put Flacco in because, I mean, he's got the experience. Um, but, yeah, and then what? where's the other one? There's another one that I'm, that's, you know, um, not thinking about. You good? What's up? <laughs> Sorry. Can you hear that? I can now. Yeah, there's some, like, alarm going off in my parents' house. Hold on. Uh, hold on a second. See yeah, what's going have to go on. Check that out. Hold on a second. Hold on. Yeah. Hold tight. Oh my God, is he dying? I don't know. <laughs> and he's got his like Wiener Schnitzel screen up, so we can't see anything, folks. I know. He's like, do you hear that? Yeah, is that a fire alarm? <laughs> is everything okay? Oh, he's laughing. Whoa. Smoke detector going off, but it's like an old school one, so it's hardwired in. No battery to pull out. Oh, so cut just the wire. Old school, like eh, smoke detector going on, man. Oh, wow. Man. Okay. All right. Sorry. Where were we? QBs and how many have mm. played? New England. You had Bailey Zappi coming in for Mac Jones. Yeah. And who else? Uh, Miami. Two is not going to make it again this week because. But you know, Teddy Bridgewater uh, is his bag. He's pretty good. I like Teddy. Yeah. Um, where else? Uh, Denver. I think. Two yeah. or three different guys start right. over there, right? Yeah, San Francisco. What about okay? This is this is the point I had. So Dallas lost Dak for a while. So San Fran, right? Mm-hmm. The Jets and, and Denver. Like when you think about it, like they all had guys that they wanted to be the guy. Um, the one I think about in particular is like what happens if San Fran runs the table and wins it all with Brock Purdy? You paid Jimmy G probably over hundred million by now. Um, and then brought him back. You drafted, drafted Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. Yeah. Hi. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, high in the first round. And now Mr. Irrelevant just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. I, I don't know. Because meanwhile, like, you know, Russ is getting a, the contract like Russ got other, you know, there's these the high priced quarterbacks also. But then, like you said, like a guy like Purdy can come in. What does that mean for the sort of paradigm around the NFL? I mean, I don't really know. This is this is more quarterbacks than I've ever seen. When we were younger, you could pretty much just write down who played quarterback for each team. And barring injury, it would be that way all season, no matter what, really. I mean, unless it was some really poor play. You know what I mean? It goes back to what I said. It's an overrated position. (laughs) (laughs) That was the point I had. (laughs) <laughs> nice. And that's why I really want, I don't, 
if we don't win it, and it pains me to see anybody in the NFC West win it, but if the 49ers do with Brock Purdy, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know what that means. Everybody check it out. (laughs) They took a seventh rounder. Yeah. Much like Tom Brady was a sixth rounder. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't yeah, that mean when would you give a, a little nod though to the system on that one also like including with Tom Brady? Back absolutely, in the day? Mm-hmm. absolutely. But kind of what what Belichick and them did back in New England was, you know, it was everybody around Tom for a while. He played well. He played clutch. Right. You know, of course. Like he he really wasn't making a ton of Pro Bowls or even up for MVP talk in that first dynasty. Um, which most quarterbacks, that's if you're the quarterback, you're getting mentioned for those. And I don't think he won one until year four or five, something like that, after his like third Super Bowl. But, um, you know, then when they started to pay him, they started to put more on his plate, like calling out protections, setting the line, you know, just becoming the leader of the team, not just the offense, but the team. And, so, and you, you listen to all those other Patriots, you know, there's, oh, well, Tom, his work ethic, his work ethic. And, um, you know, that's what pushed them all to be better at, at their craft, you know. Uh, but, yeah, they built a system around him, and, and then he became the system. And when he left, they've been having a hard time, they, you know, as anybody would, um, trying to, you know, recapture that magic they had with, the system. Well, you know, you and I are these old farts now, these old get off our lawn, old head so curmudgeon old. football guys. But it almost seems, and here comes some sarcasm, it almost seems like what these teams need to do is pick a quarterback, uh, bring them into their system, let them mature in it, let them get to know it. And, you know, you, you see what happens down the line, like with Tom or whatever. It seems like bringing guys in like a like a Zach Wilson like drafting number two overall throwing them right in there hoping they set the world on fire then when they don't you bench them which God knows what that does to their confidence and then you know like it's like or or or, or any of these young quarterbacks it's like well you, you gotta let them have some my, time to get their feet under them in this league absolutely I mean because everything happens faster right right um you know and so your arm as strong as it is you know, isn't that impressive up here. That's the crazy part that these guys end up realizing after like a camp or two. Um, But, you know, I just, I'm not taking a quarterback that hasn't won shit. (laughs) You better have won your conference up for the Heisman, you know, just one of the most competitive ball players Mm -hmm. I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. If if I'm going to take you in the first round, um, you, if you didn't win anything, like, well, I mean, like I was going to go because if you know, because like Lamar Jackson, I I would have taken Lamar just because of the competitor he is, and you know I would have built around him kind of like the Ravens have. They've had a solid defense for most of his years, but but if you haven't won shit, like I, I, no offense, Zach Wilson, BYU, I I never heard of you. Right. I watch a lot of football. And like this, they're like, oh, he's number, he's going to be the number one overall pick. I was like. Did they go to the playoffs at BYU or something? Did they win their conference even? Maybe, but no, like, no. Todd yeah. McShay and uh, Kuiper have deemed it, so then therefore it is. But see, that's the problem. Like, mm-hmm. like Jalen Hurts, I would have taken him first round. Absolutely, you know, I've always said he has the skill set, competitiveness. He just he had one bad half, and they made a switch. Yeah. And the other kid had one good half. 
and we're talking about two, of course. But what I'm saying is like, show me someone that's one. Like, yeah, I, you know, no, I and hear. I hear. Like, well, they were talking I'm not about counting on you. I'm not counting on you to get to the toughest level of competition and become a winner. Like. You better be a winner. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I mean, well, they're talking about Purdy, you know, uh, in the game against us. They, the commentators were talking about how at Iowa State, he came in as a program. You know, Iowa State is a program that, you know, not exactly your football powerhouse perennially or anything like that. But, like, he wanted to, you know, change the culture and 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 be there. And and what and he did by the time he left. He was there forever. And, you know, he he helped turn that thing into a program that, that they could be, you know, hang their hat on there in the Midwest. And, yeah. and so that kind of shows me just a lot about the kind of guy he is. And like what you're saying, like the kind of immeasurables or, or things that you can't really measure, like at yeah. the combine, things like that. Yeah. Um, so and, you um, bring a guy like that in and have him yeah. do what you want him to do. You know, good things can happen. Yeah. And he waited his turn over there. He was the starter for four years. Right. He was, he was a backup for a couple of years. Right. And then, he took over for, I think it was like last two and he played well. He had them in some big games, won some big games. And uh, yeah. And don't tell Seneca Wallace that Iowa state isn't a big time program. I said, I said, I said perennially, I said perennially a big time program okay. when Seneca was there. Hey, listen, I still go back and watch those, uh, those highlights of him as a cyclone. The, yeah. The, the run. run. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, come on now. I'm not, no disrespect to Seneca. We got to get seen. Seneca on this show. I want to get Seneca on here sometime. I could have until, you know, Oh, you, you just messed it up. Don't send him that tape then. Okay. Uh, last, we'll edit that out. <laughs> last thing I have here on my list, um, it, just because it's a big subject uh, right now around the league, is is the sort of player safety uh, type issues that are going on. I mean, I know you got the back of all the players uh, being one yourself. And with Tua, you mentioned Tua. You know, he he people are showing the tape where he – his head whipped into the turf again, but then he stayed in for a while. He threw the three picks at the end, people questioning whether he should have even been in there. That's the Dolphins again and sort of the the concussion protocol. We know what happened with them earlier in the season. Uh, then you have on the other side of that, though, then you got, did you see the Chargers game that hit where uh, Derwin um, got thrown out, but like, should he have? Did, it was the shoulder. It, I mean, it definitely. Shit, he was knocked out anyways. It, I mean, but. <laughs> You know, back in your day, that's just, that might just be a flag, or it might not even be anything. Yeah, it was not you know? a flag. Um, no. So it's it's I I mean, when you're watching games, because I'm just watching them from a fan perspective, but you're a former player. Like when you're watching the games and you're seeing this kind of stuff, because you have the juxtaposition between Tua and and the sort of the head injury and staying in the game, but then you have the other one, which is the bang bang hit in real time. They throw him out. I mean, what are you thinking when you're sitting on your couch watching all this stuff? I thought something was wrong with Tua. Tua was on fire in yeah. the first half before that happened. And then all of a sudden, like every pass started to float or like just not go where he was intending to go with the ball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what happened? And so I didn't like when the hit, it's just like the comparison of the two halves is what I was looking at. I wasn't actually like, I didn't see the whole game. I was on red zone, but um, I was just like, what, how do you, you know, go from being like seven of nine, 200 yards to three picks. Well, it's half. something that they didn't really mention during the game. Like the, 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 the tape all. of the hit and, and sort of him and his head hitting the ground kind of came out afterwards. And people were saying, is this why the second half went the way that it went? And should he have been pulled out? I mean, I guess what I'm asking you is like something happened there. There was a failure there in the sort of the independent, cause now they have the independent uh, well, well, doctors and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I know, but he, you know, I saw the hit. 
it looked like he got up pretty quickly under control. Um, whereas the other one that we're talking about, mm-hmm. Derwin and the receiver, they were both melted. They were yeah. just, you know, falling down as they were getting up. Like, get down, get up, fall down. Like, they were just out on their feet. Yeah. Um, but with Dua, it's like, you come to the sideline, man. You, you, coach is going over checks and everything. And, like, you know your player. You should at least. Like, are his eyes wandering? Does he know where he is? Does he actually, you know, there with you when you're going over the play on the iPad? And so I I don't know. I'm not going to fault anybody. And none of us want to be told we can't play. Right. You know, especially when they're here to the battle. You don't want to let your brothers down. No, I know. So, but, but, um, but somebody's got to be there to kind of yeah, but, save you from yourself sometime. And that's what that independent person is supposed to be there for. But I didn't it, see anything on Tua's play that looked like, oh, he, he's out on his feet. Right. Derwin? I, I said it from my couch. I go, Derwin's knocked out and so is the, the other guys might be dead, but Derwin's knocked out. Yeah, no, That's I know. how vicious that fucking hit was. That was wild, dude. Yeah. Um, now, um, I don't I don't know what you do about it, man. Like you, you you're kidding yourself. I'm talking about the NFL. If you think you can make this a safe game, you can make it safer. It will never be safe. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. That's just, I mean. Yeah, I just feel like I'm taking fucking crazy pills, like trying to like. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I, 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 I know, and but I'm right with you in that. I don't know what needs to be done about it either, because we go from you know in my fandom with the NFL, you go from years ago they'd have a jacked up segment on Monday Night Countdown where you're you're jumping off your couch because yeah. of the big hits. Now every time there's a big hit, I'm just looking for a flag, or I'm even on my couch going, "Oh, that was too much. Oh no, you know, like is that going to affect it, the game? Yeah." So it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where, I don't know what to do. I mean, I guess I could ask you to put on your commissioner loafa hat, like what you, you, how you would actually handle these things. Like, I mean, I don't even know. Like yeah. it's gotten so out of control in terms of like, it's a judgment call by the official and everybody has a different perspective and, and also a different angle of where they see it from. They don't have the luxury of being on their couch with like 10 different camera angles they saw it from this angle and like, you know, and then of course that you could hear that thing yeah, through echo through the stadium. Like, so I feel like even when someone, they, their shoulder hits and then it goes up towards the helmet and still a loud crack, a flag gets thrown anyways. Just like, I heard that. I gotta, I gotta throw a flag. Right. So I don't, I don't know what to do. Like I just, it, football is a brutal sport and like, you know, we, we we know what we signed up for now because there is, you know, um, science and evidence and all the you know stats behind it, and you know it's it is what it is, man. Well, how do you feel as a defensive guy that the flag is always thrown on the defensive player when sometimes the offensive guys are the ones lowering their head? Yeah, you know, I they thank God they got rid of some of the the horrible stuff they used to do. Like they would run a a three hundred pound lineman, which you know based on physics and numbers should just kick my ass. But at one point I was actually quick and strong. So they'd run this asshole at me. And then the tight end would come from 20 yards, just full speed, just ear hole me. And I would just, I'm going to send you guys that, that clip. Um, And like, that was a legal play my entire career. Wow. And, and like now they've finally outruled. You can't go towards your goal line outside in. You has to be inside out, like so, like you know, because you 
you're in the middle of the field. You shit's coming from everywhere. Right. But, yeah. But now it can only come from, you know, like if I'm going towards this sideline, it can only come from inside of, you know, the field. Yeah. But so what about in that, what about cautious. in that one-on-one tackle situation though? Like running back versus linebacker. If the running back goes to lower first, should they be throwing Uh-oh. a flag on the offensive guy? No, man. Okay. I mean, wait. The defenseless defender? What are we well, talking I don't about know. That's, like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just watching Twitter, man, and I'm seeing ex-players and defensive guys going like, you know, it's not fair because it always gets thrown on the defensive side. And Well, but, yeah, it does suck because I've seen a lot of these running backs put their head down and they right. said, well, that's that's targeting, right? Well, no, they're just trying to protect themselves. And yeah. Like, so, like, the your, your target, it's tough, man, like, because a guy would rather have you hit him in the head, as messed up as this sounds, then take their ACL out mm. because, okay, concussion. I mean, they, those are the worst injuries I went through. Trust me out of all the 10 surgeries, concussions were the worst, but I thank God I didn't have an ACL because then that's eight to 10 months. And it could be my career because I was not a fast guy, you know? And so, you know, players think about that. They, they don't want to take someone's legs out and they don't want to cause brain damage. Right. But, it's like what it's the game you're playing what sport are we playing yeah what are we playing yeah no i know i hear you man it's it's an issue that i don't know we obviously we don't know what the solution is and i don't even know if they do but it's one that's uh ever evolving and we'll have to keep watching it um we got to get to our score prediction challenge. We're a little overtime on this episode, but uh, the score yeah, prediction sorry. challenge from Simply Seattle. No, it's I. Hey, I'm the one to keep asking you questions. I just I think it's interesting, and I I love getting your perspective on it as a former player. So, thanks thanks for sharing that with us. Um, Simply yeah. Seattle, everybody. Score prediction challenge time. Uh, you guys can predict the score on our social media. It's at Take Twelve Pod. Let us know what you think the final score is going to be. Uh, whoever gets closest, uh, we throw your names in a hat, and we'll pull one out. You get a twenty five dollar gift card. If someone nails it. They get a $50 gift card to Simply Seattle. But as Lofa and I were talking about last episode, I think next year we're going to have to up this prize because no one's ever nailed it right on. Lofa, what do you think? What, if you were entering our score prediction... <laughs> I had a cough. I was fighting a cough. There it comes. Uh, Lofa, if you were going to enter our score prediction challenge, what would you say? 26-20. Hawks. Perfect. Confident. Fast. Yeah, I feel it. No messing around. It. He's nah. feeling it. I like it. Okay, uh, then I'm gonna price is right you twenty seven twenty Hawks. Ah. <laughs> okay, there well, you go. I hope they miss that extra point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, simply Seattle, everybody, go to shop.simplyseattle.com for all of your sports apparel needs. That's it for us, Lofa. Unless you got anything else, I do have something else. Give it to us. All those surgeries, fifteen concussions. And cannabis and CBD has saved my life. Mm. So, well, that's, so check it out. That is check a whole subject for Do a different day because, man, especially with all of the, like you just said, research and science coming out about all of that stuff. And the NFL always is trying to, well, no, they're not always trying to <laughs> innovate with the latest and the greatest. <laughs> they need to. That's what they need to do. Mm. Just mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. It's in the best health of my life at 40. Zone in CBD, uh, everybody. 1937 Farms, too. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Rep it all, man. Yeah, man. Plant sa- the plant saved my life. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, more natural than whatever comes in that little pressed uh, 
thing, you know, or or the syringe or whatever else is out there from yeah. the, from big pharma, you know. For sure. Anyway, now what you got on the breakdown? Ooh. Uh. Well, first I have to mention BetOnline.ag. There you go. Our OG sponsor. Go to BetOnline.ag, everybody, for all your wagering needs. Use our promo code. Believe. B-L-E-A-V. That's right. For a 50% welcome bonus, check out betonline.ag. Hands in the middle, everybody. Let's break it down. We got the Jets coming in. Um, <laughs> so let's go S-E-A-H-A-W-K-S, Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks on three. <laughs> One, two, three. S-E-A-H-A-W-K-S, Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks. I was going to go with don't get eliminated. <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.